This is a Working With Warriors podcast by the team at the Regional Men's Health Initiative. Hello and welcome. My name's Terry Melrose and today I'm joined by my fellow team member, Owen. G'day, Owen. Yeah, how you going, Terry? Now, Owen, you're normally here, but we're joined by a special guest today, Ron Bryant, who's uh, travelled out here today. How are you going, Ron? Yeah, good, mate. How's yourself? Yeah, very well. Thanks, mate. Ron, you're the president of Sporting Shooters Association of Australia, WA, our peak shooting body in the state. Uh, and look, your organisation is really passionate about providing safe fun in a u- unique range of shooting sports that are available uh, to anyone who really wants to participate in the sport. Can you, can you tell us a bit more about your organisation? Mate, yeah, we've been around since 1948 in terms of it as an association and it's... Um it came together as a group of like-minded folks just um, sharing the same interest and deciding to form, a, a, I guess, a club at first, but then it's grown into bigger than Ben Hare across Australia with over 200,000 members nationally, but um, well over 10,000 in WA with close to, let me get it right, 75 or 76 clubs in WA, bordering as far as Derby, um, up north, Kununurra, all through the Pilbara, um, there's a club at Euclid of all places, Albany, all through the Wheat Belt. Um, they're everywhere and a whole bunch of clubs in Perth Metro as well. So, yeah, it's pretty good following. Um, I mean, and not only do the guys just enjoy shooting at a club level, but also getting out and doing what we need to do in terms of the environment and um, getting rid of things such as the foxes, which is part of the reason why we're here today. Yeah, definitely. No, and I'd really like to just acknowledge our community partnership and we've been lucky enough to be the beneficiaries of, of money raised. Now, I suppose just to explain the red card for rabbits and foxes, uh, it is a um, organisation that they run a, a community-based feral control shoot. You guys actually sponsor that shoot and we've been lucky enough to have nearly over the last four or five years uh, $73,000 donated to Regional Men's Health. And look, to us, you guys are considered one of our worry ambassadors. So, you know, that, that recognition of, of, of your contribution to blokes' health and well-being. Um, so just thanks to your committee and all your shooters, mate. What, what I suppose, made you choose Regional Men's Health to be involved um, with this? It was a natural fit. We, when we came on board as a um, sponsor for the whole package, it actually used to go to a... Um, should I name them or shouldn't I? <laughs> it was going to another mob who another decided... Group. Yeah, another group. So... Um, they just decided they, they, I guess in some ways they saw it as blood money, but um, which was a term that didn't sit well with us considering, you know, it's what happens in the bush. It's a regional thing that, you know, foxes and cats, pigs, you know, the feral animals that are doing the scourge in our environment is ridiculous. It's, it's just one of those things that has to be done. And the city-centric people mindset that meant they'll, you know, look at the amount of money they've missed out on and in terms of a sponsorship, so... It's a two-way street, and I reckon it's invaluable. It, it provides that community-based forum for people to both meet and and do what they do under their passion and interest banner. Mm. And it also, you just mentioned, which is really important, takes out a vermin. Yeah. Um, and any of us who live in the bush, operate in the bush, and we speak to a lot of pastoralists and farmers, and I've lived in the bush all my life, you know, vermin, whether it be wild cats, wild foxes, wild dogs, uh, excess of, of wildlife, we have to control them in, in some yeah. ways. And every time there's either a camel cull or some type of cull, we do get people jump up and down, but we just got to apply common sense yeah, to it. And, um, so we think it's a, a, a dual, yeah. of dual benefit. 
And, and just on that, obviously, our model is about being bottoms up and going where the blokes are. Yeah, correct. Now, I know yeah. you've got a number of, obviously, women members and lady yeah. members, but going out to these shoots, we've been, I think in the last four to five years, I've been to at least 20 shoots, uh, community-based, where guys are coming together, um, as you said, they're, they're going out throughout yeah. the night, having a shoot, and they're talking there side by side. So just acknowledging the fact that at these community-based shoots, guys are getting together, you know, it's outside of their normal environment. We do know blokes just relax that bit more when they're doing something they enjoy, they're side by side. So, look, that, that money we get enables us to do a bit more community-based work, but, but it allows us to enter or get access to a group of blokes we may not normally have contact with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the things, too, with the Fox shoots, it's not just um, they are organised at a local level, but... We're heavily involved in that as well. That our members go to these events and and do the do. And I've been to many of my, many of them over the years and really enjoy it. It's funny how you mention about the blokes talking though. One of the best nights of my life was driving around a paddock talking all night to a bloke who's quite famous in Australia, who Todd Russell, Beaconsfield miner, who um, he was suffering after the incident and. We spent a good eight hours chatting just about mental health and how he was feeling and all the rest of it. I'll never forget it was, you know, there's always these watershed moments in your life and that always sits quite strongly with me that we had a good chance to chat that night and just talk about where he was and how he was feeling. So it's quite common. And, Ron, I think that too goes back, we talk about it all the time, about that being a safe place for that person. Sitting in a ute side by side at a shoot, driving a tractor, driving a truck at the breakfast after a shoot, you know, that's really – we don't know whether that's that safe place for that person yeah. until you're there, and that's, that's invaluable, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It probably needs to be mentioned too, the, the invaluable work of the coordinators, the, um, and they're usually the, the local farm wife and, or the, the high-profile girl in a given town and, um, you know, without naming them fully, but Lisa and Kirby in particular and a, and a lady called Lander a little bit south, you know, without naming the town, but just the work they're doing and coordinating and getting all these people together to do these events is just amazing. It really is cool. Mm. And that's been my observation. When when the first year we, we had to sort of put ourselves out there and introduce ourselves to these groups and sort of almost invite ourselves along to shoots, but over the years, all those names, yeah. those ladies you've mentioned each year, they're, they're on the front foot and inviting us back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really important. And uh, What's really important as well, Ron, is that I, I reckon, and we see the passion in you when we every time we catch up with you. But is that is that having that passion and interest in our life is just invaluable, and we we talk about it as being part of our social spiritual well being, and it's all yeah. about that individuality, that sense of self. But I reckon the real mo- one of the most important components of that is is our passions and interests. And yeah. It doesn't whether whether you're my dad's age, who's eighty six, or my youngest bloke, who's who's twenty. If you can hang your hat on a passion and interest at every stage, but at some stage in your life, yeah. you're going to be a whole – it's going to open up your capacity to deal with stuff in life. And when we go to these fox shoots or it just never cease to amaze me, you know, people are really passionate about what they're doing as well as the environment. Oh, and that, and that's, yeah. that's powerful stuff. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it's, there's often a stigma attached with shooting, but – in terms of the club environment, it is such a cool place to be, and not unlike the footy club or the the golf club or wherever it might be, the the passion is there and the the interaction of guys just talking together, having a yarn, and the girls for that matter. Um, it is really cool to see, and it and it's it's often underrated how um, 
as I said, the stigma, people don't, in, in the club environment, you know, you can leave your wallet and your car keys in the car, not that it's recommended, but um, <laughs> it's one of the few places you can still do that and feel like you're going to be okay. So, I mean, everyone's had a police check at the end of the day, so. Yeah. Yeah. And we're all and at various stages of our life. We're challenged on, so we say, in adolescence and say midlife, and then when we retire. But, but I know for me, having that passion and interest has enabled me to get through tough times, yeah, and yeah. will enable me in going forward. And and no doubt that's the same with you, and, because we're all challenged, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, and your network of friends that you create from that environment as well. Yep. Instead of just sitting at home, or you know wherever you might be, just sitting, you know, just mulling and you know stewing over whatever the issue might be if you're if you're in that sort of club environment golf whatever not just shooting if you're in that environment you've got a circle of friends you you can tap on the shoulder and say hey mate blah 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 i suppose it comes back a bit to that work-life balance and i know you're involved in a pretty demanding industry you know you do shift work so i mean how important has that been and I, i mean we've got a Make time for our passions and interests. Yeah, but how have yeah. you managed that work-life balance, uh, mate? I'm I'm quite fortunate that I've, our roster is quite a good roster where it gives us an even time balance of time off. But shift working and um, the environment that you can be in, where and I work on the wharf at Freeman, I'll, I'll probably might as well name it. Um, there's several different rosters within the system across the board, and some of it's on the the old bull system where you get the call at three o'clock the day before, and they, okay, you're working tomorrow. And you know, every day you ring up at three. Where am? What am I doing tomorrow? And there's no regularity in it. And and we've quite recently we had a suicide down there. One of the guys just for whatever reason life was too hard. What I saw in the background was the knock-on effect that rolled out of that in the friends that were involved were trying to help the guy out. And you know the leftovers of of what happened was really hard to deal with for everyone. But you know, one of those things. Look, it is Ron, and sometimes sometimes you know. Life is is shit and, and mm, finishes absolutely. It, finishes yeah. in a in a bad way. But I guess that opens the door a little bit for how we talk about Terry with with primary care and the fact that that in the workplace in our in our family life and and, yeah. and in our community group, which is the, the the gun clubs that we go to for the for the fox shoot. But those three areas just enable us to be that role yeah. as primary care. And I reckon I reckon that's really invaluable, and we talk about a lot in the work we do and push it. But but primary care is you and me, yeah. Ron and Terry, yeah. and and Tom sitting around the table having a chat, chewing the fat on various stuff yeah. in life, um, and and offering just support and and saying you're not the only one, and that's invaluable. Yeah, absolutely. We also talk about that primary care. It's not about having the answers or fixing it. It is about, you know, as you say at the gun clubs, asking the question, giving someone that safe space and and encouraging people to... Or to seek some happen or seek some help. So, so look, I suppose that reminds us of our little important catchphrase, Owen. Yeah, it is, mate. Yeah, talk to a mate before it gets too much. and, 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 you know, that's what we do and it's our main message that we push and our, our our reason for existence really is to get blokes to talk a little bit more about our stuff than than we do and it is changing ron you've you've seen yeah, a change absolutely yeah it's ongoing it's a generational thing um you know i talk about my my old man's generation a bloody tough bunch of cookers so the the 80 year olds i'm a bit less um 
like a bit less tough, I guess, and, and, and then the younger generation are, in my opinion, my sons are talking a bit more about yes. stuff pertaining to our, our wellbeing, and that's that's really important. So, yeah, before it gets too much, talk to a mate, uh, and we'll talk it over with Men's Line Australia, 1300 789 978. Thanks, Owen. And, Ron, just like to, once again, thank you for your time that's today. Right, mate. But even Pleasure. bigger than that, we'd like to thank you as the president of the Sporting and Shooters Association of Australia, WA. Yeah. I hope I got that right that time. Hey, I'll write it down for you. <laughs> yeah, thank you, mate. <laughs> Spell it out for me. But look, that that um, relationship, you know, there's there's uh, no contract, no written MOU, but I think there's just that understanding by both parties that we're, we're working towards the best interest of, of our communities in yeah. regional, remote, rural WA. And uh, yeah, mate, hopefully that... Um, on. Um, there sort of is a contract, but um, in terms of it, we've just committed to, and like you've got me on tape now, but um, <laughs> we've committed to another four years of, of uh, sponsoring you guys via the Fox shoot. So. Oh, wow. As long as um, we can still continue to do the Fox shoots, happy days. So, yeah. No, well, I was just going to say whatever, however it looks going forward, but, yeah, but yeah. look, mate, that's, oh, that's real. That's yeah. exciting news, Ron, yeah. and um, yeah, on on. Podcast recording. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much for allowing to do that. But look, that's that's exciting and exciting for us because yeah. enables to do other stuff and put money directly back into um, into regional, rural, and remote WA. We felt that strongly about it. That this year we're worried with COVID and the amount of fox shoots that we. I mean, there was there was quite on figures. We're probably about fifteen hundred foxes down on what we'd normally take out. Right. Um, we were actually quite worried that we wouldn't be able to give you guys a healthy. Uh, sponsorship. So we'd m- already made a commitment before the end of the results that we were going to kick you the twenty thousand again this year. So oh, yeah. Oh. Well, and we always say that the the money raised is amazing, and yeah, and yeah. It's, it really enables us to do more work. But the awareness that it raises yeah. too, that different demographic we get to promote, and through your networks, you've got a, yeah. a huge fan base or member base out there. Yeah. And um, if there's anyone out there who wants to get in contact with you, Ron, what's the best yeah, way just, to do that? Yeah, just just um, Google or check out um, just the single letters double S double A. Um, dot org dot au that'll pull up the national website and click on the WA link and away you go from there well keep up the good work mate and thanks again and all our listeners out there take care cheers good on you mate thanks for listening to our working with warriors podcast series 